2: Hello, hello, hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide and your coach for the week. Thank you for joining. Welcome, hello and good morning. Yes, it is morning. Uh, No matter what time of day it is that you're listening to this or where in the world you are, it is morning because if you're listening to what we're saying, then you are waking up. You're waking up to your true life. So welcome Hello and good morning to everyone. And I, again, will always remind you of this, and hopefully this past week you've lived your life this way. First of all, living with an attitude of gratitude, living in thanks, always be thankful, be thankful in all things. I know that's difficult sometimes when the things that you don't want begin to happen or the things that you do want don't happen, but always live in thanks. And then secondly, give, give when you can, giving is a two-way street. When you're giving, you're receiving at the same time. So it's important to always give. And then thirdly, because we have this gift, this power to choose, love first and then choose. If you love yourself first and then choose, you'll have fewer regrets. Now, I know if you've lived your life that way in these three ways this past week, then you have had an amazing week and you have made an amazing week for the people around you. So welcome, hello, and good morning. Thank you for joining And we have a very, very special show today. We have a a very special guest that's joining us today. And I'm so excited to introduce her to you because she's going to talk about some things that, um, uh, you know, it's about that time of year. We're we're reaching a point in February where Valentine's Day is coming up and a lot of people talk about love. So we're going to have a conversation about that plus a few other things, I'm sure. Joining us to, this morning is Natasha McCree. Natasha is um, a love and relationship coach who guides women into living their best lives. She helps women navigate discovering their purpose to attracting the love they deserve using the same skills. As, a, as an actress, Natasha toured her one-woman show, Evolution of a Love Addict. Across the U.S., she owns a production company with her husband. Her mission is to encourage and empower women through all forms of media. She is the founder of Love CEO Institute, the place that women promote themselves from love employee to love CEO. (laughs) She believes when you own it, it will work for you. Natasha Thank you for joining. Hello. Say hello to our listeners.
3: Hello. I am so honored to be here. I just oh. love your energy and your show. This is this is awesome.
2: Oh, great. I'm <laughs> so glad you're here. Thank you for taking the time to join us this morning. <laughs> uh, so you are in uh, Los Angeles, is that correct?
3: Yes, I am in Los Angeles.
2: Wow. You're, uh, well, I know people are... Uh, Uh, around the world at this time of the year are experiencing different types of weather. And so you are lucky enough to be in a place where the weather is always nice.
3: Oh, it was beautiful today. 80 degrees outside. The sun was shining. I can't believe it's February.
2: Well, hopefully that's just the way it always is, and it's not a, a result of global warming.
3: Oh, oh no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not to put a damper on our conversation., <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about Natasha, because I, I, you know your bio is great, and I love the, con- I love the content of your message and, and what it is that you're doing. And I'd love to hear about your One-woman show at some point as well. But tell us a little bit more about you, so we know who we're talking to t- this morning.
3: Oh, me Natasha. I am a I would say I'm a crack the whip and spread the love kind of girl.
2: <laughs> wait, <laughs> uh, a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> You're not talking about 50 shades of cracking the whip, are you?
3: <laughs> well, hey, that that might be included. That's may not be exempt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I just I believe in really owning Every aspect of your life, stepping into that, I will be the first to hold a mirror up in front of my face if there are some things I need to work on. But I really, truly believe that I stepped into this business because I wanted to be the mentor that I didn't have when I was on that journey and that quest, Mm -hmm. that dating quest. And I found that through the years of mistakes and dating and heartaches and two divorces, And three marriages, the final one. (laughs) Um, After years of counseling, I did, I owned up to the choices I made and I went to counseling. I decided it was time to offer up the tools that I used to get into a place of power. And the first thing I did was I wrote the show. The evolution of a Love Addict. And I wrote that show so that I could just kind of expose the journey. People don't generally talk about it. Mm-hmm. So in exposing my journey, I found there was a need for women to talk about what they're going through and not just complain from a victim perspective, but talk about it so that we could find a solution. That's what CEOs do. They'll talk about it and they will find a solution. And that's where this came from was out of my heartache into being able to prevent some other heartaches. Um, So I came uh, to that. I, I have a son, he's 23 years old and my whole family is in the entertainment business my whole family's in the entertainment business and we, we, you know, we work together and this is something that I, I am doing. I'm doing this so that I can just help encourage and empower women to, to step into their greatness. And that's where love CEO Institute comes in.
2: That's pretty interesting. As you described your own journey that, uh, you know, you learn, you have learned and, and are continuing to learn from, from your own uh, actions and your own experience, uh, oh, yes. that you've that you put it together so that others could learn as well. But you made a comment about um, that you wanted to be a mentor that you didn't have regarding dating. Now, I've never thought of mentorship in that arena. Now, we have mentorship regarding our careers and, and maybe even our finances, but we're around relationships. It's interesting that you talked about having a mentor for that
3: yeah it's it fascinates me that we're we're taught to do everything there's someone who comes before us and teaches us how to do everything where it's school and business but when it comes to love and relationships they kind of throw you out there to the wolves and say go ahead wing it trial <laughs> and error figure it out <laughs>
2: <laughs> well well some some of those uh you know when you get thrown out of the nest like that and you have to wing it. Some people don't fly very well. No. And, uh, you
3: crash and burn.
2: <laughs> and we get up and try it again and, or sometimes we just give up altogether. So uh,
3: Yes. Yes, uh, and I want to step in before women give up when they before they lose hope because when you lose hope that is when you you won't um, even believe that you can have what your heart desires. So I want to be to stand in that gap. Mm-hmm. Um to give them a sense of hope.
2: Wow. So the things that you talk about now, they were based on your own experiences in your own life and you are focused on women. Are there things that men could learn from this?
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Specifically men, men, I think naturally uh, women may think more emotionally and this is general. I'm generalizing and men think more logically. And what I do is I bridge the gap between logic and emotions and, and, I think that both parties, both men and women, can look at the tools. For example, if you have more meetings with your business partners than you do with your significant other, I think that is a problem. Mm. And when you think about it from that perspective, like if you were going to run a corporation and not have a check-in meeting, not have a finance meeting – that corporation would not go very far. It wouldn't be very successful. Right. And I think of relationships as a corporation. So men can take these tools as well. They are they're definitely universal. Yes. They're definitely universal.
2: Wow, um, that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty straightforward, and it and it does hit hit the point right on the head because the the issue of of relationships you have you have to care for them just like you would. Uh, any other part of uh, your life that's important, and business is important to you, then you need to run it almost like a business. I mean, with with a, a measure of heart as well. And but oh yeah, understand the, uh, the 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 logic behind that. So that's really really good.
3: I definitely don't when when I talk about the the logic, it's definitely not with the absence of emotions mm-hmm. yes. or the absence of heart. I'm yes. what I mean is we need to take the same care. That we would, with work or with fitness, if we decided we wanted to lose 10 pounds, we would schedule when we're going to go to the gym. We would figure out how we would do it. We would probably go online and figure out what classes work best for me. Is it yoga or aerobics or Pilates or Zumba? But with relationships, it's not necessarily the first thing people do. They're not going to Google, how do I have a healthy relationship?
2: Right, right. You know,
3: that's not necessarily the first choice that people make.
2: Yeah. I, I think uh when Google when Google comes into play, it's usually <laughs> after things have gone really wrong and you're just trying to straighten things out. That's unfortunate. We wait until that, that point.
3: Yeah. Well uh, Google how to have the perfect reception, you know, what dresses to wear. It's like let's let's Google um emotional intelligence or understanding my spouse or how to have a healthy relationship or the best practices for dating. Let's Google that.
2: Right, right. Well, we're going to, uh, uh, take a short break here. And when we come back Natasha, I'd like to hear more about what we can do for ourselves and including this thing that, that, um, you and I talked about once and it was about, um, struggles that we have with fear and confidence and, and even self love. So, uh, We'll be back uh, right after these messages with Natasha McCree to talk about love.
0: True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break.
2: your job going these days stop the frustration with your career give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level what you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you hi this is clarence caldwell you know me from true life academy a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world what you may not know is that i've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 90917 That's 8883 90917 Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career.
1: is there more living for you to do yes start living inspired be here for living inspired with trisha goyer thursday afternoons at 4 3 p.m central on Toginet.com. trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts trisha is a wife mom speaker family expert and author of 24 books for more information on Tricia and Living Inspired, go to her website, TrishaGoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com.
0: True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to True Life Academy. We are here with Natasha McCrae, and we are, <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say in full transparency, I have been pronouncing her name incorrectly. <laughs> And I apologize for that. Oh, but I, but, but I'll tell you, I, I never called you by your last name, so it's always been <laughs> Natasha. Natasha. Okay. And then when I saw the spelling, I said, "Well, how do you pronounce that?" <laughs> so uh, instead of asking you, like I probably should have, uh, <laughs> it's I assume.
3: Okay. <laughs> so
2: uh, yeah, that's a, that, uh, Thank you for being so kind as to not correct me uh, live and on air. But that's okay. I'll I'll do it myself. I love. Uh, Transparency. <laughs> that's all right. That's what it's all about. If you can't be real, you're not living your true life.
3: Oh, that's true.
2: Uh, so when we were talking, uh, Natasha McRae, we were <laughs> talking about um, uh, the things that are important to have a healthy relationship. And and you started talking about um, almost um, using the same skills and or tactics, if you will, that you would if you were concerned about anything that you're building, that, you, that you're that you really that you really want to build well. Um, but there are some things that that get in the way sometimes and some things that, that we struggle with. Can you talk to us about some of those?
3: Yeah. I I think that some of the things that get in the way when people are thinking about healthy relationships, or let's speak from a perspective of a woman who may be wanting to be in a relationship and she is not in one and a lot of times what can stand in the way is our past experiences and we know that per- perception becomes you know reality and we know that past experiences they are the truth but the question that i beg to a- ask is be- is Do you want that to be your present or future truth? And that can be hard sometimes. You realize that you may have had these experiences in the past. And so you're living your life based on those past experiences. And it's hard to be opened and available to other possibilities because there are unlimited possibilities unless you have already placed the truth on that experience. So first and foremost, I think past experiences are what I see um, standing in the way of healthy relationships. And then also how we feel about ourselves. That is a very, very, very um, strong determination on how healthy you can your relationship will be. And I, I see a lot of dating experts and they teach people how to connect and they teach them how to get on so many dates, but they're not really teaching them what to do when they are on those dates, how to stand in their greatness when they are in that date, how to be present and let things go when they are on that date. And so what I, I'd like to think of myself as the Mr. Miyagi of relationships where i'm gonna we're gonna go deep if someone comes to me and says i want to start dating more and the before i teach them the geisha girl gaze which we can talk about later later before i teach them about that in luring them in i'm going to also focus on what she is feeling in her core and what she is resonating in her core so standing in the way would be past experiences and um and your self-love, your level of self-love.
2: Uh, great, great, great points. Those those two are very, very important. Um, you know, the past, we all live with, what we see in our lives and what we see for ourselves is really through the filter or through the window of the things we've experienced, like you said, and and that's our past, but it doesn't have to be our present or our future, but it's sometimes hard to do. To separate the two,
3: it really is. It really is, and and that's where education comes in. I would say that might be the third thing. Um, education is being willing to do what it takes to get past that hump. Uh-huh. Because we don't say, "Oh my goodness, I want to be a doctor, but I don't know how to draw blood." Well, I guess that's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's not how that happens. <laughs> I I think we, we, when we want something, we will learn how to do something different Mm -hmm. and we need to take that same approach when it comes to relationships. If we want something and we're feeling that there may be something in the way, there may be a block, let's educate ourselves about that. Mm -hmm. And knowing yourself is the key Knowing yourself is is very key. So it's education would be um, the third thing that could stand in the way of a healthy relationship.
2: Right, right. Um, you know the the thing that you said when you talked about the way we limit ourselves based on our past experiences. You said there are really unlimited possibilities. Oh yeah. That's a that's a concept that um, not people can wrap their minds around. Um, and and so how do you get people to to see that that there really is um, a, a level of a possibilities that they've not they've not discovered before.
3: Um, I in, it's it's so interesting. I just did a a self love series, um, and one of the lessons is dream, and so I'll take them through journaling about a big dream of theirs. And then once they've journaled about that big dream, I say, okay, okay, now journal the outrageous dream and let's do it for fun. Let's act like this is not even something that could possibly happen. You just have to take the the lid off the box. Mm -hmm. And I think when you release the pressure of, this is my dream, I'm going to dream my big dream, then I think... You can take that lid off and just say, Oh, for the heck of it, what am I going to, what am I going to dream? What am I going to go big for? And, and that's just, that gives the little glimmer of hope. Um, that's usually like the, the first, one of the first steps that, um, I'll do if you want to start dreaming bigger than life. And then you have to go in and start doing active steps daily to maintain that. Because, of course, after we do the assignment, you're going to be like, yeah, but that's, yeah, there's no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there will be steps that have to be taken daily to get past the point where you are giving yourself a limit. And I think you have to, journaling is something that I feel very strong about and you have to be real and honest with yourself. i I run into women um, all the time when I'll ask them what it is that they want um, for a relationship. A lot of times they they won't answer or they have trouble answering because they don't want to dream so big of for the fear of not getting it. Yes. And we have to get to a place where we don't worry about the results in a, in a sense. We have to continue to honor ourselves and honor our dreams. And I believe if that was placed in you, then you have everything you need to attain it. Mm -hmm. Everything will show up to attain it if you honor it. And if you don't honor it, then you're giving it the limitations.
2: Right, right. So where you focus your attention Uh, If you if you say that uh, that's just not possible, then then you don't achieve those things. But if you let it if you like you say, if you just open yourself up to the possibilities, then you're more uh, more inclined to to attract those things.
3: I believe that Uh, it's sometimes it's easier to dream big dreams for other people than it is for ourselves, because we have you know, we're in a place of thinking unlimited possibilities for other people, but not for ourselves.
2: You know that's pretty profound, just that statement there um see, see, we dream for other people, isn't that something that yeah. we can, that we do that we see other people doing this and doing that, and oh yeah, I can see that person has great potential and they're going to go far and that that person themselves may not see themselves that way, but we have the we we have this thing where we see it in other people, but we don't see it in ourselves,
3: Yeah. What, yeah, and that's so true and i and i I talk about that in when i'm t- when I go into one of the lessons is true love, giving the definition of true love so that women can identify it, but then I turn it around and say, "Well, with these characteristics, are you doing them for yourself?" You know and that's sometimes the challenge It's like, do you trust yourself? Are you honoring yourself? Are you patient with yourself That's a good one. <laughs> you know we mess up and we get frustrated with ourselves and you know, or have we forgiven ourselves from past hurts? Um, oh. do, do we have hope for ourselves? Do we honor ourselves and loves our, love ourselves enough to persevere through anything? And those are the things that you know I would say are the definition of true love.
2: Yes. Wow, those are huge. I mean, so these we're going to have to talk about these workshops you're doing because you're talking about patience with yourself, having hope, forgiving yourself, honoring yourself. You're talking about all these things that are that can be huge blocks for us, not only in love but in everyday life, but particularly in our relationships. Oh, definitely. Really want to want to unpeel. I want to peel back the onion and find out how do we get underneath all of that. How do we break those blocks? Uh, Before we go into a break, I want people to know how to reach you. Uh, And we'll do it again before we're done here. But how can people reach out to you and see your work and just be active with what you're doing and and understand what you got to offer a little better?
3: Yeah, the best way to stay connected with um, me is through Love CEO Institute. I really have created a place to help women build their strength and confidence and courage. I have a report right now. Is the top 10 power moves that you can make so that you can operate from a place of confidence. And, you know, it, it evaluates the top 10 mistakes that women make in relationships. And that is on loveceoinstitute.com, get the report. So loveceoinstitute.com forward slash get the report. And that can give you those steps, the beginning steps towards um, making that those first moves into operating from a love CEO perspective.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. I like the, the Love CEO. When you're in charge, you, uh, the, the buck stops there with you. I yes. I love that concept. So everyone, you heard it. LoveCEOinstitute.com slash get the report. And you can start by looking at those top 10 power moves you can make for your relationships. We're going to take another break and we'll be back right after this.
0: academy with certified trainer mediator and life coach clarence caldwell returns after this short break
1: if you're ready for a big change in your work your career your happiness your life it's time for the million dollar mindset with marla tabaka monday afternoons at 2 1 central on Toginet.com. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on togynet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on Toginet.com.
0: Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success,
2: here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. So, Natasha, as as we talk about um, transformation, uh, as an yes. example, we're you know we can transform our financial life, we can tr- transform our careers, we can transform our health, but when it comes to our relationships, our love relationships, transforming that requires certain things as well, and. And we started talking about self-love and true love. Uh, and those, those things are, are um, I think, a part of that, uh, leading down that path for transformation. Can you tell us a little bit about this true love, the characteristics of true love?
3: Yeah, the characteristics of true love, I mean, they're, they come from ancient times. But what I did, they're um, biblical, but what I did is I t- coach people into looking at the definitions. And the reason why I do that is because because in the English language we'll use words so often and we believe we know the definition of these words and we take the, defi- the true definition for granted. And so when you identify these words and look at these definitions and they begin to resonate with you from a different perspective and no one ever really gives you a blueprint for what love is supposed to look like. You get into a relationship and you don't know, does this person really love me? Like (laughs) (laughs) you are asking that question Mm -hmm. and the way that you can check, you can do a checklist to see if this person loves you or even if you are exuding love to the, your uh, significant other. And I really- i truly i've used this i've given it to people, and it simplified exactly what true love is it just simplified it um and i'll say put the put the yourself in or your significant other in a sentence um for instance and i've and I've done this with my spouse you know I'll say ben is patient um ben perseveres ben is hopeful, Ben trusts, Ben protects me, Ben forgives me, Ben honors me, Ben is kind to me. And then I have to ask those same questions. Mm -hmm. Do I exude these to my spouse? Patience is one that I'm working on, to be completely (laughs) honest with you.
2: (laughs) We all have work in one of these areas, I'm sure.
3: (laughs) Yeah, patience is one that I'm working on. But what it does is it gives you, instead of this woo woo metaphorically speaking experience it gives you something specifically to work on mm. specifically as a gauge what is my gauge i've been out on dates and i could look and say out of this list of 8 there were people who only had 3 but i'm saying we're in love
1: Mm -hmm.
3: when I believe love is an action, it is not a noun. Mm -hmm. And we need to operate from that place. Mm -hmm. It is an action. There are actions we put behind it.
2: Right, right. You know, it's, um, to me, the conversation that we're having right here and right now this is, as you mentioned earlier, it might be an easier conversation for women to have because you you have this uh, stronger emotional makeup, maybe not stronger, but you're more in touch or in tune with that, or at least you allow that to come forward uh, much easier than most men. I won't, you know, broad brush all men, but I, I do know hanging out with with the fellas, we don't have this kind of conversation. <laughs> we We talk about the Super Bowl and everything else. Uh, and if we if it comes down to our relationships, we may say, oh, "Well, how are you doing with so and so?" Oh, yeah, everything's cool, and we move on to the next subject. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I'm interested just from a male's point of view to hear this this uh, dialogue that you you're having with other people with women primarily, and um, trying to understand and make that bridge bridge that gap for me on how I. Number one, become more in tune myself as a man. And number two, you know, where my mentors are uh, around this.
3: Yeah, it's it's very fascinating because I find that getting this level of deepness doesn't generally happen at the social gathering. Um, it what What I have found, and I won't say in every experience because I can't be everywhere, but what I have found is... When the conversation of dating or relationships come up, it is more from a pointing the finger perspective. So this level of conversation happens more when the environment is created, when I've created a community of this is what we're going to talk about, opposed to, um, you know, (laughs) people wanting to ostracize me when I'm in a conversation with a group of women and saying, yo, but what about yourselves and then there's you know and but it's a challenge because I want to be sensitive to experiences and not point the finger at people as the problem but also give them the power of owning it and that's why love CEO comes to play because a CEO a real leader doesn't walk in a room of his company and say, what are you guys going to do about this? What are you guys doing? How are you going to fix this? You are making a problem. He says, what's the problem? Let's look at it. Let's talk about it. She'll point, you know, figure things out. The CEO will open up the dialogue for the entire ship to work on this, not pointing the finger. And a CEO takes ownership. She will take ownership of... All of her experiences.
2: Yeah, the, you know, you're, you're absolutely right um, relative to how if you really want to run a, a very um, productive, effective, profitable, uh, you know, a very successful organization, that's exactly what you want to do. Um, one of the things that, you know, coming from the, the corporate world myself, I have seen leaders... CEOs yeah. and and below uh try to manage the other way and yes. I call it I call it the difference between uh, leading with force versus leading with power and what you've yes. described is a very powerful CEO not a forceful CEO but a yes. powerful CEO and and I think we all want to work for that powerful CEO not the forceful one we all want to be that powerful leader and not the forceful one
3: Yeah and I say you're you know the love CEO well have men knocking down her door, and <laughs> and she won't be forcing anything.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Instead of looking for opportunities, opportunities come looking for you.
3: Yes. Or oh, and what? and she is available. Ah. She is open and available.
2: Well, that's important. <laughs>
3: yes, that's very important. <laughs> That's where unlimited possibilities come in, being open and available, not shutting it down because you've already taken five steps ahead and have assumed what the outcome is going to be.
2: Yes. Okay, well, let's talk about that for a second because we have these, uh, just as people, we have these filters on and as we see and meet people or, or are exposed to these quote unquote opportunities, we sometimes quickly judge whether or not... Um, it's right or it's wrong, before we've given it a chance, we size someone up, nope, don't like, that person's wearing a beard, don't like that, nope. and we we might be walking away from some very, very beautiful relationships. Do you agree?
3: I, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. I would coach uh, a woman to go on a date at least four times. Mm. Go on a date three to four times if she's pushing back. Three mm. to four times. And the reason for that is, and, and I I want to um, point out the fact that I'm not talking about the moments we have that are instinctual, where we know we have no business being there. Mm-hmm. You want to honor that. We do have that experience where you know you're not supposed to be doing something or somewhere. That's your intuition. You listen to that. But we're talking about right now the, the prejudging or the past experience that causes you to um, make a Uh, rash decision so I would encourage three to four dates because I don't think you know the first couple of times you're you're just getting past the fact that you're nervous you know everyone isn't comfortable in social settings so you might just need to get past the fact that you're nervous Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: then you can start to see that individual um, shine through Uh, that's one of the things I think face to face is very important Nowadays, social um, meeting online is is a big deal. And I don't mind the meeting online, but it really should not be called dating online. You do no dating online. Uh, you meet and you get offline as quick as possible because you'll do one of two things. You will begin to make this person out to be better than they are if you're online with them or you might read between the lines of them not knowing how to text, and they might come out to be worse than they really are. Mm. So getting offline as quick as possible is very important.
2: Yes. Yeah, well, there's a lot of, I mean, certainly with the advent of the Internet and and how prolific it is throughout the world, I mean, there's a lot of that going on for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's just important in this whole subject is to... It's very important to just open up the dialogue, to open up the dialogue. Um, there's a gentleman for men. You had asked a question earlier. For men, there's a gentleman. Um, he has a company called Art of Charm. And so he kind of focuses on these types of things um, from a male perspective. He has a lot of female followers, but from a male perspective, they get into the the um, deep conversations about relationships and gifting and knowing, reading your woman and Knowing how to socialize. I get into all that in depth. Um, but that generates the dialogue. It's getting us to start talking about it.
2: Yes. Uh, Very interesting. Art of Charm.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's not paying me. I don't know him. (laughs) I haven't. But maybe I'll meet him this year at some point. I'll put that in the universe. (laughs)
2: There you go. There could be a collaboration there, and you can get men and women to your events.
3: That would be awesome.
2: Uh, So you, uh, one more time, let's uh, let folks know how to reach you.
3: Love CEO Institute slash get the report. Love CEO Institute. Um, Sign up for any of our uh, newsletters, dating tips, because it really will give you the confidence and the courage and the knowledge to start owning your life like a boss.
2: All right. Like that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right, Natasha, we're going to take uh, one more break. And when we come back, we want to hear more about the Love CEO. We'll be right back.
0: True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break
1: often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show? Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do yes start living inspired be here for living inspired with trisha goyer thursday afternoons at 4 3 p.m central on Toginet.com. trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts trisha is a wife mom speaker family expert and author of 24 books for more information on Tricia and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com.
0: Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
2: So Natasha, the the thing that comes up um, quite often in relationships is, uh, you know, people are in a relationship and, and it may not be going very well. Um, and so there's something that that isn't right. Maybe maybe there isn't this, quote unquote, true love that's there. And they're just uh, uh, hanging in there. Uh, some people are there for many, many years without discovering what's really wrong. Um, do you do any work with people getting closer together in their current relationships or, or encouraging them to stay or make a change or or to leave it?
3: Um, I I think each circumstance is different. Uh, If people are in a dating situation, I'm probably more quick to investigate um, the circumstances and maybe encourage potentially leaving it before they make the commitment of marriage. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Um, If they're in a marriage, I have a tendency to want them to try things out a little more because you've made that commitment. And, and I have, I mean, and it's so interesting because I've been, it, I, it's no surprise. I, I put it all on the table. I've been married and divorced. Um, I've been divorced twice, married three times. The third was after counseling. <laughs> so this is the final one, but I'm a, I'm an advocate for marriage. I'm an advocate for marriages Um. And I think it's important to know the circumstances, though. I wouldn't make a blanket statement and say, stay in your marriage, but I would definitely want to know the circumstances. Um, are both parties willing to put in the work? Are they willing to make a paradigm shift because whatever they've been doing isn't working? Um, are, they, are they willing to push that reset button? Um, you know, my husband and I, we put some things into place so that we can have those reset buttons that we can push. Uh, weekly, we have a, a check-in with each other. We also, we're trying to put it in the the um, cards to go on to a, like a counseling type retreat annually. Last year, we went to one of the Gottman Institute uh, counseling retreats. It was like a two-day seminar um, and we've been married a year and a half now. Uh, we also have put into place date night. So I would encourage people to take what they already have and look at it through a set of new lenses. Like take a step back and determine Is there if there's abuse in the relationship, by no means do I... I I think people need to stay. If they are dying inside to keep the relationship alive, I do not encourage people to stay. Um, But I do encourage two individuals who love each other that don't quite know how to love each other to get the help that they need and put some systems into place to really make it work. And I think the same effort you would do for your job or your business, you need to you need to really put that same effort into the relationship. Because if there was a I always give examples, but if there was a corporation and their numbers just weren't quite working, you best believe the CEO is going to have an extra meeting with the sales force until those numbers start to work. Mm -hmm. And those are the types of that's the type of mentality we need to have when it comes to our relationships.
2: Very good advice. Thank you for that. The um, um, so if I know this is a very general question and, and and one size does not fit all. As you as you mentioned, you'd have to do some assessment of every each person's uh, situation. But what I'd like to do is is have our listeners walk away with something that they can do like right away. You know, action is the first step to creating wisdom. And if you want that wisdom to transform your relationship, yes. you need to take action. So if you, had, um, if you had to tell us, what should we do like right away? After, the, after you and I are done talking, what can our listeners just go and do? You know, what action can they take or should they take to at least start that journey?
3: Okay, I'll, I'll give them um, five steps that they can do. Okay. First, I would encourage them to um, sit down for some quiet time with themselves and begin to journal and just journal anything that comes to mind with the relationship how you're feeling if there's any hatred there because sometimes you get to that point um if you've started to check out talk about it in your journal um this is just you between you and yourself or you and god or you and your paper <laughs> just write write it all out um the next step to that is i would encourage you if 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 someone had a magic wand and could say exactly that they were going to give you exactly how you wanted your relationship to be. I want you to write that down, write it down exactly. And, and, and don't be afraid to put it down because a lot of times we don't want our hearts to be hurt. So we kind of hold back, but don't hold back. Just put it down. This is just an exercise. Um, Put that down. And then I would also encourage you to get a book called the five love languages. Uh that book is really, really huge in, in my in my in my arsenal. Um I would get that book called The Five Love Languages, and if you can read that with your significant other, I would um encourage you to just alternate chapters reading it out loud to each other. Um because this will be a, a good start. This is not like the quick fix, but this is a good start. Um then the next phase that I would encourage you to do is to start doing date night because something has to happen. There has to be a shift that happens. And a lot of couples, they tend to lose date night because life gets too hectic. Life gets too hectic. And me, I am an advocate for sex. And that's my fifth one. If you can get past whatever's going on and there is no um, type of, Abuse, emotional or physical abuse involved. I encourage you guys to up the sex, Annie, because sex was created so that people would connect. And what sex does is you begin to connect on a completely different level, on a physiological level that you can't even see. There's a book called Hooked if you want to know more about that. But what sex does is it it has a tendency to. It was made so that You and your spouse could bond together. And that's why sometimes you begin to ignore. Like if you are dating and people who are dating and they have sex and then they end up staying in a relationship way longer than they need to, that's because they're bonded sexually. Um, So I would encourage couples, don't give up on the sex. The sex will bond you together. You'll start ignoring those little things that bother you that really aren't a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) I just, and I know, I'm sorry. I I don't, I hope this isn't a PG show.
2: (laughs) No, nothing off limits here. I think that, you know, I was wondering when we were going to get to that one because that is is important. Yes.
3: Yeah. People, I mean, sex is, sex is very, uh, is very powerful. And, and I think if you understand the, the dynamics of it, um, it can definitely work in your favor.
2: You know, that's a, that's a very good point. There's, um, there's a, uh, a course that I, I just facilitated, uh, and it was based on, uh, it was based on Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And it was, mm-hmm. it was about creating wealth for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um uh, there is, he has 13 steps in this and I won't go through those. Uh, but one of them is really, uh, understanding the energy that, sits behind our success, the energy that we put forward. And he says the strongest energy that we have access to is the sexual energy. Oh, yeah. And if we can find a way to use that in our lives in certain ways and absolutely in our relationships, Mm -hmm. uh, you can literally transform um, where you are.
3: You can. I mean, and not to throw a damper on anything, but sex is even used in war. Mm. And if they... Are using it for that? Just think of the good that it can be used for. Absolutely. Like just, there's two sides to everything. Yes.
2: yes. So
3: it's a it's a matter of education and learning what what you have. But those are those are the steps that I would encourage.
2: Okay, them to take. great. Thank you. That's whew, that's a lot. That's very a lot of value there. So sitting down and quietly with yourself and, and journaling is important. It allows you to get in touch. I think with. Some of the things that you might be suppressing, um, and and you said also to write down like your oh, your big dream, I'll just call it because you used yeah. that term earlier. Um, that if you could have anything, someone could just make a wave of magic wand, and then the five love languages. Now that's not like the um, what was that book? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. So this is a.
3: <laughs> yeah, this one's different. This is a it's, five level. This talks about how we we each operate from the love language um, that we are resonating towards. Like, for instance, uh, mine is physical touch and quality time. My husband's is affirmations. So if I'm completely nagging him, that's really depleting his emotional bank account. Or if he's on his cell phone while we're in the room together, that's depleting my emotional bank account. Now, since my love language is not acts of service, him cooking dinner or folding the clothes does nothing for my emotional bank account.
2: Gotcha. Wow. You know,
3: so or physical touch. A woman might be like, well, I'm always cooking and cleaning. And could, her husband's could be physical touch. And it's like, all you got to do is touch him. You can keep right. the dishes dirty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so it just and not that that literal, right. but
2: <laughs> right, right. I hear you.
3: <laughs> so that book really gets people in touch with what their love language is and what their spouse's love language is as well. And I think he has one now for businesses as as well. Uh.
2: That sounds like a very a very uh, powerful book to read. Just to get in touch with who you are and and know who you're with and and be in Yeah,
3: it even works other. for your kids cuz your kid doesn't speak the same love language you speak, you know.
2: Mhm. Wow, very good. And uh the date night, I like that. Just carving out that time and just say this is our night and we're going to do this and then of Yeah. Course,
3: even if the first couple of times you're looking at each other crazy, you know, you you <laughs> still need to do
2: it. <laughs> right. Like it dating all over again.
3: Yeah. Uh, I, I want to add one point to the date night. I would encourage for the date night to do something that you haven't ever done before together yeah. um, because there's another, there's like an additional bonding that happens when you do something or something that heightens your adrenaline as well. So, like physical activities that you've never done yes. um, together, I would encourage that.
2: Fantastic. Wow. We've run out of time. This has gone so fast. There's so much more that we could talk about, I'm sure. And and Natasha, I just want to thank you so much for the work you're doing. I honor the work you're doing. Thank you for being here with us today.
3: Thank you. It's such an honor to be here and I appreciate you having me on the show. And I love listening to your show. You have amazing guests on it. So it's an honor just to be in that lineup with them as well. Thank you.
2: Well, we've got one more and we'll be back next week, everyone. We'll talk to you again then.
0: For joining us on today's True Life Academy, certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success, to help you achieve the life you dream of, yes, the life you were intended to live.